Clean and Filthy Podcast, where we are clean and serene with a filthy mind in between. My name is Matthew M. I am your host, and I am an addict in recovery. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 42 of the Clean and Filthy Podcast. I apologize I haven't been here for a little while. I apologize that things have been a little crazy. We're going to get into all that today. We're going to discuss a bunch of things, what's been going on in my life, what the future is going to look like. Um, We got a lot to cover in our first segment of Recovery and Development. And of course, we're going to be giving them clean time shout outs. I apologize in advance. It's going to be a little bit different of an episode, but, uh, you know, sometimes different can be good. So before we go anywhere, I have to give a huge thank you to our theme music for the Queen of Filthy podcast, the incredible song Anything by Valentino Khan and Alice in Wonderland. Huge shout out to Mad Decent Records for allowing us to use that as the theme music for the Queen and Filthy podcast. We currently do not have any episode sponsors or sponsors for the entire podcast, but if you are interested or you know of a business who might be interested in partnering with an up-and-coming content creator in the recovery world, definitely have them reach out to me directly, Matthew at cleanandfilthypodcast.com or any social media. We are on all of them, and I'm always looking to find new people to partner with have to give a huge thank you to our VIP supporters. These are the people on Patreon who help continue to make this podcast grow by making monthly donations. So if you're interested in helping support this podcast and would like to make donations to further the cause, head on over to our Patreon page. All of our social media links are listed below and the Patreon page is there as well. So you can head on over there, make a donation to help grow this podcast. All the money that go that comes in on Patreon goes directly back into the product to make all kinds of different purchases and advertising and things to really help grow this podcast. And not only will you give a sh- get a shout out on air like these people are about to, but you will also get one of these amazing clean and filthy podcast stickers to display anywhere and everywhere that you like, as well as get a shout out like these people. And our VIP supporters for the Queen and Filthy podcast are Alex B, Sage A, 
Cindy K, Stephanie B, Char, Liana, Clint, Alex T, and we've got a new one. We have a new VIP supporter of Spiritual Soul Reiki. Shout out to all of you guys. Thank you so much for your continued support. I greatly appreciate it. It is. It really does make it possible for us to continue doing this podcast and continue growing as a brand and really trying to get our message out to more and more people. So thank you all so very much. Well, let's give you a little intro as to who I am, what we do here, where to find us, and all of the such. Again, my name is Matthew M. I am an addict in recovery, and I am the host of the Queen of Filthy podcast. We are a 12-step recovery-based podcast focusing on recovery from the disease of addiction based on the 12-step recovery model. We've been here for 41 previous episodes discussing things such as steps, traditions, concepts, spiritual principles. We've talked about all the things that addicts in recovery like myself go through on a day-to-day basis and how we walk through those things with dignity and grace. And we're going to get into that a lot more today. I would usually say that we are live every single Tuesday at 5 p.m. right here on YouTube. We're going to discuss the schedule a little bit further going uh, in in the episode, but we do broadcast live. I love doing stuff live. I love Twitch. I love the live element of it. So we are live whenever we put up new episodes. We are live on YouTube. So if you're interested in following along on the YouTube page, make sure that you have liked and subscribed to our YouTube channel so you get a notification whenever we go live. If there is anybody on the live channel right now, what up live chat? Let's get that popping. I love being able to go back through and check out all of the chat afterwards and if you are live on youtube right now make sure to go ahead and download this episode wherever you consume your podcast from also if you can share the video share the feed share the information that's really how we get our message out there and you don't need to confirm with me that it's okay to share i'm giving everybody carte blanche to share this podcast anywhere and everywhere that you possibly can so not only can we grow but we can carry the message to more people worldwide If you are not on YouTube right now and you're downloading this episode off of a podcast directory, thank you so very much for the download. I greatly appreciate it. I love being able to get new downloads and and seeing those download numbers go up. So if you're here right now, thank you. And definitely, hopefully you hear something you like and you come back. And if you do hear something you like, maybe throw us a rating. You know, throw us a rating. Give us some comments. Give us some feedback. We're really trying to grow. We're really trying to make sure that we can push into new audiences and and get our message out there more. So again, thank you to each and every person, however you're consuming this podcast. Thank you for being here for episode 42. Make sure that you have followed and subscribed to us on all social media links. We are listed on everything, including TikTok. All of the information for our social media links are below in the description. So make sure you've liked, followed, tweeted, retweeted, snapped, subscribed, all of those things. And it is greatly, greatly appreciated. So I want to take a second to discuss what we do here, what we don't do, who I am. And then uh, we'll get into our first segment of the week. So again... My name is Matthew M. I am an addict in recovery. 
And welcome to the Clean and Filthy Podcast. As I said before, we are here to discuss the, the recovery from the disease of addiction. We are here to discuss the 12-step fellowship model. We're here to discuss the challenges and tribulations that happen in the lives of addicts like myself. We are here to be a network, a, a, a community to work in adjacent and an adjunct to whatever 12-step recovery fellowship you might be working. So if you are an addict in recovery, you're exactly where you should be. Stick around. Hopefully you hear something you like. If you're an addict who's not in recovery, or maybe you don't know if you should be in recovery, stick around. Maybe you'll hear something you like. And if you are not an addict in recovery, stick around. You will probably hear something you like because the beautiful thing about the pro, the 12-step model, the 12-step re recovery model from the disease of addiction is that it does not simply have to do with stopping using drugs. It has to do with finding ways and means to become better human beings, to leave the world a better place than we found it, to truly change and grow and develop. So that's what we do here. But I also want to make sure to emphasize what we don't do. While I very much will share my experience, strength, and hope within the 12-step recovery model, I will not be specifically addressing or identifying what my fellowship of choice is. I will not be stating what home group I go to, what area or region of service I'm participating in, because I want to stay in line with the traditions. I will not be giving recommendations about treatment centers or, or telling you what, what group you should go to, because those aren't my place to do here on air in order to stay in line with traditions. But... I absolutely positively would love to try and give guidance in any of those ways. So if you have questions about those things, please reach out to me directly. We just won't be discussing them here on air. So if you have any questions at all that get a little more specific than we talk about on the podcast, please send them over to me again. The email address is Matthew at clean and filthy podcast.com or on any social media links. Um, I love getting messages from people, from listeners and viewers. Anybody who has some questions, you know, I absolutely love it. So that's what we do. That's what we don't do. That's where to find us. And it's time to get into our first segment of the week entitled Recovery and Development. Let's head to the lab for some R&D. Recovery and Development. That's right, y'all. We are in the lab. If you're on the live stream right now, you see we are in our beautiful laboratory here. It is time to do some R&D, recovery and development. This is the first segment of our show. This is the, the, the part where we really get into the nuts and bolts of recovery, of recovery from the disease of addiction. This is where we talk about 12 steps or the 12 traditions or the 12 concepts or spiritual principles. This is where we really dive deep into the 12-step recovery model. But again, if you are not an addict in recovery, stick around. Maybe you will hear something you like. And hopefully if you do, you will come back and you will share this with other people. If this is your first time here, welcome. Um, I'm glad you're here. I'm going to tell you right now, this episode is not going to be like our other 41 previous episodes. So maybe you want to check some of those out as well. Episodes 1 through 12, we talked about steps 1 through 12. Episodes 13 through 24, we talked about traditions 1 through 12. Then we spent some time going through the first 
piece of literature and then started going into my personal story through active addiction and now into recovery. And then we started bringing in some guests. We had some great guests in here and I'm very excited about what the future is going to look like with more guests as well. But today it's going to be a little different, y'all. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, this episode is going to be a little different and, and more than anything, this episode is for me. Um, life on life's terms has shown up and life on life's terms has really shown up over the last two weeks. Um, so I'm telling you right now, this episode's going to be a little scattered. Um, I tried to write notes to really stay on, on topic, to really keep track of everything, but my brain has been in overdrive the last couple weeks. I don't really have a concept of time. <laughs> I don't really have a concept of days at this point. Everything has kind of just been a, a blur. Um, but I wanted to share my experience, strength, and hope on what's going through, what's been going on, and what I'm doing to get through it, hoping that maybe that can, you know, can carry the message. And uh, like I said, to share my experience, strength, and hope. So let's get into it, y'all. Um, let's get into it. So first off, I had a plan for episode 42, y'all. I had a plan. It was supposed to be last week. I had everything planned out. I've been tweeting about it that, hey, we're going to be back on February 1st. Everything's going to be lining up. We're going to be beautiful. I had a whole plan. And then plans changed. You know, I just come back from a great trip to Atlanta. Shout out to my boy Yehuda, friend of the program, we went out and visited him in Atlanta, got to, got to spend, you know, a birthday celebration with him, got to give him some celebration for his, his, his recovery birthday, had all this stuff lined up. I had everything I was going to talk about, my favorite moment of the weekend, and I had my interview ready to go and have everything lined up. And then everything changed. Because when I got back from Atlanta, that Sunday night, I found out that my mother was diagnosed with stage four cancer and that she was scheduled for surgery that following Wednesday morning, three days later. And when I tell you it was gutting, it was gutting. When I tell you it was terrifying, it was terrifying. When I tell you that it was shocking and completely unexpected, that's what I mean. You know, sitting there with the person who, by all, for all intents and purposes, is the most healthy human being I've ever known. You know, it's always been a joke that, like, my mom's going to outlive me. She hasn't eaten meat in 40-plus years. She's always about her health. She's always about taking supplements and, and doing everything she can to stay as healthy as possible and to sit there on the couch in her house and hear that she has cancer. And not just she has cancer, but she has stage four colorectal cancer that's spread to her liver. And she's got to go in for surgery. Two days later, it was, it was a lot. And it still is a lot. But trying to figure everything out, trying to get the information of what had happened, what she got diagnosed with, trying to understand it, trying to comprehend it. When my brain just wanted to turn off and say, nah. This isn't a thing. Trying to get that information and stay positive and stay positive about what the next step is going to be, but also have to have the conversation with her of what if things don't go well. Having that conversation of what if, 
What if she dies on Wednesday during the surgery? It was unlike any conversation I've ever had. Because in a moment, I was forced to acknowledge mortality that I never, that I never comprehended. You know, obviously everybody's going to die. We all know that. The only thing that's promised is that, you know, we're going to die. And that's just for today. Who knows? Maybe Bezos or Musk are going to come up with some like life eternalizing type of thing. Who knows? But just for today, with where we're at right now, everybody's going to die. But I never had actually viewed that regarding my mother. Never. In my entire existence. She'd always been that constant. She always has been that constant. So I never had had actually sat with that as a real as a real possibility and the 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 conversation going back and forth from hey everything's going to be fine we're going to make this work we're going to get through this it's going to be okay but also if i die this is what you need to do on wednesday and this is who you need to contact and these are the steps you need to take it was one of the most like emotional roller coaster 3 hour conversations i've ever experienced to go from incessant just shock and fear about what's going to happen and confusion. Like, how could this happen to my mother? Like, how is this a thing? She's always been so healthy. To worry about how's life going to change for her, for the people around her, for the people who love her. And then elements of grief. Knowing that no matter what happens going forward, it's never going to be how it was. No matter what happens in the future, it's never going to be a, a thought process like it was before, a carefree thought process. The, the Christmas we just had, my birthday celebration we just had, those type of things will never be like that again. Regardless of if... if she beats this and it goes however many years from now. It's still always going to be a different vibe. And that was a really difficult realization. That was a really difficult bit of acceptance. And I'll admit, I didn't. I tried to, I tried to process it and tried to understand it. But I didn't know what to do. I still don't know what to do. And for those first couple days, I was spiraling pretty hard. You know, I was spiraling pretty hardcore, not from a perspective of wanting to go use drugs, but from a perspective of just not knowing what to do. You know, I'm the type of person who can follow a plan very well. If I have a plan laid out in front of me and I know what to do, I'm going to do that shit to my fucking damnedest. But when there's unknown, when there's confusion, when there's worry and fear, and pain, and grief, and sadness, and more fear, I didn't know what to do. So I did the only thing that I knew how to do. You know, I don't know how to deal with my mother having stage four cancer. I don't know how to deal with the prospect of her going in for surgery and not making it through. I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know what to do, so I did the only thing I know how to do. I went to meetings. I called my sponsor. I did step work. 
The things that we talk about so often when somebody comes into the program, it's like the five suggestions. I've said them so many times on this podcast, and I'm going to say them again. We tell every newcomer the same thing I was told. It's go to meetings. It's get a home group. It's get a sponsor. It's work steps, and it's be of service. And we emphasize that so early on so that when life on life's terms shows up in any form, we have something to fall back on. I had an autopilot to click into. I had an autopilot that thankfully was pretty solid. I was talking with another member outside of my home group. And he says, sometimes all you, gotta, all you can do is just go into autopilot. And if you have a good autopilot, that's okay. The only reason I have a good autopilot is because it's the same set of five things that I've been doing for the last three years, 11 months, and three weeks. It's the same thing. And that's why we emphasize the basics so much. That's why we drill them into our heads and everybody who will listen's heads because when life on life's terms shows up like this, I have my fallback. Four years ago, my autopilot was straight to Sunny Slope, Arizona, straight to the dope man's house. That was my autopilot for a lot of years. And it's only because of the, develop, the, 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 the skills that I have developed while working in a program of recovery that that is no longer my autopilot just for today. Today I have a couple tools on my belt. Today I have a couple opportunities to, to, to grow, to walk through things instead of going to numb, to escape, to, to anything other than what I'm feeling. Because I hate pain. I hate sadness. I hate worry. I hate stress. I hate anxiety. Just like anybody else. I hate that shit. And just for today, I now have an opportunity to walk through it. I have an opportunity to stick into that autopilot, to focus on the things that have gotten me to this point. And they're the same things that are going to get me through this. So I was hardcore autopilot for... For the first few days. Then she went to surgery. And the fear was the fear was palpable, man. The fear was fucking palpable. The whole time I'm not knowing what to do. I'm going into meetings, I'm crying. I'm sitting in meetings and crying. I'm sitting outside after meetings, I'm crying. I'm giving people hugs. I'm sobbing. Because I don't know how to process this. I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to work with this. I've never gone through something like this. I mean, loss is always a thing in, in the rooms, in recovery. But this is like, was so unexpected and was so out of nowhere that it just, fear was running my life. Fear, worry were running my life. And I'll say it got a little better Wednesday when she made it through the surgery. So at least that half of the conversation that we had on Sunday night didn't have to be looked at anymore. You know, the fear lessened a little bit, even though there was more additional things. Like I couldn't go and see her after surgery because of COVID. You could only have one person into the hospital each day. So I couldn't go and see her after surgery. So what did I do? I went to a meeting. I went to a meeting. But then I got to see her the next day. And I got to be there. I got to be there as she's hooked up to tubes. 
I got to be there to help break the monotony of being in a hospital. I got to bring her a birthday gift. It was her birthday two days after surgery. So she got to celebrate her birthday in the hospital. But it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing being able to do that. It's been a beautiful, I'm sorry, my my brain is all over the place, y'all. I apologize. I'm all over the place. But it was a beautiful thing. And I never would have expected that I would be, you know, helping my mother celebrate a birthday in a hospital room. But that's what life on life's terms dictated. And we made the best out of the situation. And I, I, I can say that everything was pretty overwhelming. You know, I was the point of contact for about 35 to 40 people on behalf of my mother, sending out updates, sending out, you know, a, a mass text messages to people. And then they responding and now I'm having to answer more and they're asking questions I don't have answers to and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to stay strong for my mother. I don't know how to stay strong for my stepfather. I don't know how to stay strong for myself. So what did I do? I would stay strong for the two of them, and then I would go to a meeting, and I'd crumble. And I would let y'all love me. I would let y'all take my emotion. And that's what I did. You know, I was definitely going through it. Like, legit, I'm not bullshitting here. I wore the same pair of sweatpants for six straight days. Not like a pair of sweatpants. Not like the same pair of sweatpants that I washed, that I laundered. Nah, motherfucker. I wore the same pair of black sweatpants for six days. Same sweatpants. Maybe varied my shirt every two days. Didn't shave. I haven't gotten a haircut in two weeks. I look, that's why I'm wearing a hat if you're watching the live stream. I actually got myself to shave today to look a little more presentable because I was going through it, man. I was going through it. And and processing emotions is such a weird thing because so much of my life, I've always compartmentalized emotions and I've always been able to, to walk through emotions at least somewhat. But something like this, I'd be good. And then out of nowhere would just be reduced to tears. And then I'd be good again. And then I'd be crying, driving down Shea Boulevard for no specific reason. Just because that's how the emotions were coming out of me. And this continued until Saturday night. From Sunday until Saturday, we had six days of confusion, fear, Trying to be strong for everybody, crumbling. Trying to be strong for everybody, crumbling. Trying to manage everybody else's emotions and then crumbling. And then on Saturday night, I was able to go and celebrate my buddy Alex taking five years clean. And I actually put on a different pair of pants for the record. I actually was wearing completely clean clothes for the first time in a week. So hooray for that. And I got to show up and get to a meeting. And the topic was on the third step. 
And this is just this is just how my higher power shows up. This is how my my higher power shows up. Because up to that point, for six straight days, I was living in damn near paralyzing fear. Living in complete fear. But when we were reading through the third step reading, it says, the proof of this step is shown in the way we live. And when I read that, something clicked. Something clicked in my brain. And I remember the wording of the third step is that we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. So in that moment, I realized how much fear I'd been living in. And inherently, if I'm living in fear, I'm not living in faith. And if I'm living in fear, I'm living in my self-will. I'm not living in my higher power's will. And it was just, it was such like a a spiritual awakening type of moment. It was such a light bulb moment that was just like, oh, oh, shit. Okay, I need to really focus on my third step right now because I've been living in fear. I've been living in fear for the last six days exclusively. I've been surviving the last six days in in a whirlwind of fear. And something happened in that moment. And I again made a decision to turn my will over. To have faith, not live in fear. We talk about it so often that that we have to turn fear into faith. And sometimes it's a gradual process. Most of the times in my life, especially in my recovery journey, it has been a gradual process. But this time it was like a flick of old light switch, a Thanos snap. And in that moment, I made the decision to stop living in fear. And after that meeting, I felt a level of serenity that I hadn't felt for the last six days. I felt a level of calm. I felt a level of peace. I felt a level of acceptance that up to that point had not been possible. And that continued on and still continues on to now. Thankfully, she was able to come home from the hospital after being in there for five days. And that brought another level of acceptance. And being able to stay the night over at their place, sleeping on the couch to be there in case she needed something in the middle of the night. Added a little bit more acceptance because now I'm not living in fear. Now I'm living in faith that whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And whatever is going to happen is, is going to be okay. I don't know what is going to happen. But I know that I am going to be there to help however I can. I know that I'm going to be okay regardless. Because countless people have walked through this exact situation. And not use drugs. Countless people have walked through this exact same situation and stayed clean. And that's part of the reason why I'm sharing this right now. Because my initial initial thing was just, I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. The people that listen to the Queen of Filthy podcast, they're used to happy, excited, talking about fun shit, woo, type of shit. But we got to be real here. Because this, this shit right here is why 
I do what I do every single day in recovery is for when life on life's term likes this, likes this, like this shows up. So that's what we got to do today, y'all. That's what we're going to do today. You know, having that, having that, that the meeting be on the third step. And then another little fun thing, a meeting I was at on Thursday, I mean, on Wednesday is a topic stick meeting. My topic stick, guess what it said? Higher powers will. Like that, the meeting on Saturday is what kept me going. And I even shared about it at a couple meetings after that. And then on that Wednesday, I get that stick like, bruh. Higher power showing up in ways that I can't quantify. You know, I don't know what my higher power's will is. And I don't need to know. I don't know what my higher power's will is in this situation. All I need to know is that I don't have to live in fear. And I know that I have the opportunity to walk through this situation with dignity and grace and continue carrying the message that I can do it because people before me have done it. And somebody out there listening can do it because I'm doing it. That's how it works. You know, I don't know what my higher powers will is regarding the situation, but I do know that my favorite line of any of the literature comes from page 112 of the green and gold book. And it says, we've begun to see that God's will for us is the ability to live with dignity, to love ourselves and others, to laugh and to find great joy and beauty in our surroundings. I know that I'm living that. I know that I'm living that. And sometimes when I get questions and I start feeling fear and I'm like, oh, what's my higher power's will? I don't need to know. All I need to do is read that. That's my higher power's will. To live with dignity, to love ourselves and others, to laugh and to find great joy and beauty in our surroundings. You know, I get the opportunity today to show up for those who've shown up for me in the past. I get to be the son that I couldn't be in the past. You know, I get to be the strong one. <laughs> I was talking with my therapist about this and how crazy it is that four years ago, you know, for those who don't know, I'm a week away from getting four years clean. So just for today, a week from today, I will have four years clean. And how crazy is it that four years ago, I wasn't even present. I couldn't be present. If this situation had, had occurred, I can't even fathom what it would have looked like. I can't even fathom how I could have walked through it. I couldn't even fathom what the situation would look like. I can tell you damn sure I wouldn't have been staying on my, on my mother's couch so that I could be there with the baby monitor hooked up and the emergency bypass on my iPhone. So if she needed anything, I could be there. I can tell you for sure I wouldn't have spent the vast majority of, of days since she's been home over at her place helping. I can tell you that unequivocally that would not have happened. But just for today, because I'm clean, because I have a program of recovery working in my life, because I have the loving and caring belief in a higher power, I get to do that. I don't have to do that. 
I don't feel like, oh, God, I got to go help. No, I get to do that. I get to show up. I get to show up. And that is a, it's a beautiful feeling. I get to be the person that is the strong one. I get to be the one that, that is there for people. You know, one of the things my mother said to me when we were, when she was first telling me on that Sunday was, you know, we were kind of talking about the worst case scenario. She's like, you know, don't worry. I'll always be there for you. And I said, no, mother, for once in, in my life, I get to be there for you. For once in my life, you don't have to be there for me. I'm good. I have a, a solid program of recovery. I have a life that is beyond my wildest dreams. I have people that love me. I have people that support me. I have people that care for me. I'm good. Let me be there for you. And that could have never happened four years ago. Emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, I could not have been there. I couldn't be there for myself, let alone for another human being to walk through this journey no matter what occurs and know that I'm going to be okay. Know that whatever feelings I'm feeling is perfectly fine because feelings aren't facts. Feelings are, are, are not facts. And I get the opportunity to walk this journey. I get the opportunity to be there. I get the opportunity to, to go beat her Uber Eats, to help her walk through the house, to do things to try and make her smile. I get to do that. And I never would have thought that I could have done that in the past. I never would have been able to do that in the past. So it's a, it's a, it's still it's still going to be a, a absolutely difficult journey. I know that, I know that for a fact. But I have faith. I have faith that whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen, and whatever does happen, I know that I have the love and support of countless people, and I know that we're going to make it through. I don't say I'm going to make it through because it's not about me. It's a we thing. We talk about this is a we program. I'm never alone, even when I want to be. I'm never alone, even when, when that's the thing I want. But I'm never alone because of this program, because of the fellowship. Do you, like, I, I wish I could explain the number of text messages I got from people that I didn't even know how they found out about the situation. I don't even know how they heard about what was going on. I don't know how they got my number. And I'm getting text messages like, hey, I'll keep her in, your, in, in, in my prayers. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to every single person who sent prayers, who's, who's kept my moms in, a, in even just a passing thought. She kept me, my family. Thank you. The support I've gotten has been immense, overwhelming, and I'm eternally grateful for it. So thank you for that. You know, we don't we don't know what's going to happen. We know that the, the surgery was as successful as it could be. But there's still the cancer in her liver. So she went to the oncologist today. So hopefully we have some more information tonight about 
treatment going forward. She actually this morning said, you know, thank your listeners for me. <laughs> so from my mother, she says, thank you for the prayers and the positive energy that was sent. Because it really is greatly, greatly appreciated. So I don't know what my life's going to look like going forward. I don't, I don't know. I've literally been making it through the last two weeks living just for today. I've only been living just for today. I don't know what two weeks from now is going to look like. I don't know what two years from now is going to look like. All I know is what I need to do today. And then tomorrow we will approach that problem. We will approach, fuck that. We won't approach that problem. We will approach that opportunity. Whatever that opportunity is. That's what we will do. We will wake up. We'll be grateful to be alive. And we will be grateful for the opportunity to walk through whatever life on life's terms shows up. Chemotherapy, let's go. Opportunity, let's walk through it. Let's go. Opportunity to carry the message that no matter what shows up when life on life's terms shows up, I don't have to use even if I want to. I don't have to. Even if I want to, I never have to use again because of this program. Because what this program has instilled in me over the last almost four years. So what's this going to look like for the podcast? I don't know. I really don't know. I genuinely have been just taking the present moment as the present. I have been living just for today. I haven't been focusing on the future or the past. We are going one day at a time. So I really don't know. You know, I have no clue what it's going to look like when chemo starts. And we have a better idea when chemo starting as of today. So I don't know. I cannot commit to any kind of a recording schedule. That's why when I was saying earlier, hey, we got live episodes every Friday, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. I can't say that anymore. I was planning on doing an episode last week on Tuesday. But Tuesday about 3 o'clock, my mother needed me there. She needed me there to help. So that's what I did. So I can't say that I'm going to you know, be able to, to have episodes out every week or every two weeks or even every month. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that it's going to be a, a live episode. I, the amount of time that goes into developing a whole episode to do it live might be more than I'm physically capable of. I don't know if I'm going to be staying down at my mom's place to help get her to chemo and back. But I know that whatever I get, I'm going to walk through it with dignity and grace. You know, my recovery is the most important thing in my life and continues to be. But second most important is being able to be there for my mother, however I can throughout this process. And I'm blessed that I get to do that. I'm blessed and grateful that I get to do that. That I get to be there no matter what this looks like, that I get to navigate this journey with her. No matter what it's going to look like, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So all I can say to my viewers and my listeners is thank you. I love you all. I appreciate you being here, you supporting this journey for it's been a year as of next week. Next week, 
will officially be a full year that the Queen and Filthy podcast has been operational, y'all. Fucking how crazy is that? But I don't know what it's going to look like going forward. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to make contacts to do interviews with. I'm still trying to develop things for the brand, trying to develop the social media presence, trying to get our message out there. But I can't commit until I have a better idea what it's going to look like. I can't set a structure until I know all of the variables within that structure. So all I can say is, you know, if you're, please make sure that you're following on all social media. I will make sure to put updates on there. The next episode we might do might be another episode like this. Might just be me talking into my fucking camera to just let this shit out. I don't fucking know. Because I don't know what to do. So I'm going to do what I know. And one of the things I know I, I, I you know, can do that I've been doing for the last year is sitting here in front of my computer. Sitting here and talking to, to whoever. Talking to somebody that maybe can identify, maybe can get something out of this. And if nobody gets anything out of this, I'm sorry. But at the same time, I don't give a fuck because I'm getting something out of this. <laughs> Sometimes we got to be selfish in our program. Right now, it's kind of where I'm at with it. So make sure that you're following on all social media. Make sure that you are checking in with the social media because I will post updates. I don't know when. I don't know how regularly. I don't know what it's going to look like. I really still want to continue doing something to engage with the listeners and the viewers of this podcast because it does something for me and it's something I need. I just don't know what that's going to look like today just for today. But when I know, you guys will know. So definitely Stay tuned. We're going to be doing beautiful things in the future. It's going to be a journey. And it's an opportunity to grow. So again, I do want to take a second and say thank you. Say thank you to each and every one of y'all. The, the amount of love and support that I've received from people in the fellowship, from people not in the fellowship, from people who used to be in the fellowship. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it, and, and I, I ask for those continued prayers or positive energies or positive thoughts or whatever it is that you might be able to put into the universe for the sake of my mother. I appreciate it. For the sake of the family, all of us, I appreciate it, and thank you very much. So, like I said, today's recovery and development was different, but it's what I needed, so... Hopefully somebody out there got something out of it because that's what I needed. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, we're not doing the rest of the episode. You know, my thought was like, oh, well, I could still do a favorite moment of the week and answer some questions. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to diminish this part of it. This is, this is, this is the here and now. I don't want to walk back from those feelings and, you know, talk about how great some TV show was or, or how awful the Pro Bowl was or how much fun Wordle is. That's not where I'm at. All of those things are true, but that's not where I'm at today. So for this episode, that's what we got for our main segments. 
next episode might look totally different. Or it might be more of this. So whenever it does show up, I hope that everybody's there. And hopefully everybody's caught up on our previous 41 episodes. Hopefully everybody's following us on all social media. And thank you again for all the prayers. So before we close up, though, I do still want to give some clean time shout outs because we've got a bunch. We've been off for a few weeks, so we've got a bunch of them to get into. And I want to do these because these make me feel good. So we still going to do these clean time shout outs. So. If it's your first time here, this is the part of the show where we give out shout-outs and celebrations for people who have achieved continuous recovery. These are for people that are all of the all of the universally lo- uh, well, universally recognized milestones, which is anybody with 29 days or less clean as a newcomer, anybody celebrating 30 days clean, anybody celebrating 60 days clean, 90 days clean, six months clean, nine months clean, one whole year clean, 18 months clean, or multiple years clean. We also like to recognize those big whole numbers. So if you got 100 days clean, 500 days clean, 5,000 days clean, whatever it is, we give you a shout out as well. So if you are celebrating any clean time milestone, please send them over. Again, you can hit me up at Matthew at cleanandfilthypodcast.com or on any social media link. Send me your clean date and when you're celebrating and we will give you a shout out in some form. I don't know what it's going to look like now. Before it was every week. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I want to make sure to continue giving people shout out for their clean time because that is one of the most important things within the program. And it continues to show that everybody's clean time matters and that anybody can do it. So first and foremost, as a newcomer coming back to the program, my dude, Ben, congrats coming back, my dude. I'm proud of you. I met this dude when I had like two weeks clean. And he's back. I'm so happy about that. Next, as a newcomer, we've got Marcus. Great job, man. Next, as a newcomer, we've got Andy. Hell yeah. Next, as a newcomer, we've got Brian J. Awesome job. And then a final newcomer, we've got Nick G. Hell yeah. Great job. The next up with 30 days clean, we've got Clay. Awesome job. He technically would have two shout outs because last week he was going to get a newcomer shout out. And now he's got his 30 day. But we going with the 30 way one. Keep it up, brother. Next up with 30 days clean, we've got my dude Keith. Hell yeah. Next up with 30 days, we've got Matt B. Well done. Good name. Next up with six months clean, we've got Alyssa. Hell yeah. Next up with nine months clean, we've got Gil. Hell yeah. Then with one whole year clean, we've got Nicole. We give them books for each year, in case you ain't know. Next up with one year clean, we've got Charlotte. Next up again with one year clean, we've got Leah. 
Next up, we've got friend of the program, one of my chucks, my boy Yehuda with three years clean. Hell yeah. Next up, we're going out to Vegas for one of my rehab mates who just celebrated four years clean. We've got John L. Well done. Next, we got my other Chuck. We going out to my boy Alex T, super friend of the program, who celebrated five years clean. Well done. I love that. Both of my Chucks celebrate within like a week and a half, two week span. That's pretty cool. Anyway, I digress. Next, we're going back to Vegas with 2,500 days, which is like 6.84 years. We've got Andrea R. And then like a, there we go. (laughs) Next up with 14 years clean, we're out in Vegas or at least outside of Vegas. We've got Robert. Well done. Then next up with 15 years clean, we got a reload and we going to need some help. We got my boy JR. Give me one more. Well done. And then finally, with 33 years clean, we've got Jane. We just don't let it finish off here. I'm I'm on empty. That should be good. I love playing with All right, that that should be 33 there. So congratulations to everybody who picked up Clean Time today. If you didn't, don't use and guess what? You will. That's literally how this program works. Remember that every day clean is a successful day. That part, that part, that part, that part, that part. That's right, y'all. So... That's what we got for today's episode. Like I said, I'm sorry. It was a different episode. It was a, it was what I needed. So thank you all for being here. Shout out to every single one of you. Again, thank you all for the prayers. You know, I love each and every one of you. Even if I don't know you, even if I never meet you, I love you. And I thank you for being there for me and for my family and sending your love and prayers. Thank you all. Again, huge thank you to Mad Decent Records and this amazing song, Anything. All the streaming information is listed below. Huge thank you again to our VIP supporters. Make sure to download this podcast wherever you consume your podcast. Share us, like us on all social media. And what I can't do alone, we can do together. I love you.